you and I coach people and it's interesting that we're just talking about words, but the power of words trigger. And when we allow someone else's words to have power over us, then it's an indication that we're not free. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. All right. What is up, everybody? Back for round two with my dear, dear friend, Lucas Mack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back and joining us on the show. I'm so excited to continue this conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. It was fun. It was fun last time and I'm excited to keep it going. I know. I think we went part two was like an hour and a half, whether or not that whole hour and a half made it to the final cut. I think you and I were chatting whether it was recording or not for nearly two hours and decided, you know what, like instead of giving everybody like a several hour podcast episode, let's just cut this into two parts. And so everybody listening in, if you have not listened to part one with Lucas Mack, make sure you go do that because this episode will make a whole lot more sense (laughs) as a result. So in part one, we started, we gave like a little teaser at the end of some of the numerology from the last several years and starting to kind of break that down and really just make the last few years make a lot more sense, which was when you and I talked about this, just when we were catching up. So for context, everybody like Lucas and I just had like a catch up call a few weeks ago and stuff and started talking about all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yo, we need to like share this. This is fascinating. (laughs) So I think it makes the last several years make a lot more sense. It makes like the current season we're in make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. And for me too, it's really exciting and hopeful too. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to explain, because I'm newer to numerology stuff, like give us a little rundown of numerology. Yeah. Well, it's so broad. I approach it from, I think a little bit different perspective than even people that I talk about numbers with. And the reason is I come at it from a different perspective is heard probably everyone listening in the first episode. I read the Bible a lot. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. And I started under like questioning even I, I'd read the Bible, Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22, 66 books of this Bible, like everything seemed too coincidental or too mm-hmm. scripted in a way. Like there's this giant code that we're reading and then religion gets in and tells people stuff about it. But like detaching and reading this, like something else is going on here. Yeah. How many begats do I have? Like this guy begat this one, <laughs> right. begat this one. You're like, what's going on? Begat. Like, uh. Uh, Son of, son of, son of, son of. <laughs> Here's what's super interesting. I know, I'm just going to jump in. 
So area 51, this is, we're going to go like, so the highest power in the spirit realm that you can place a curse on, by the way, we're all cursing. We're all casting spells all the time with our words. We're spell casting because we're spelling. We're manifesting our reality. So the adage whatsoever follows I am, follows you. Mm -hmm. If people are saying I am whatever they say, and it's not of positive virtue, then that's what they manifest. So our words really are the most powerful. I don't want to minimize it. Sometimes I say tool. Sometimes I say asset, but it's more than that. Like our words and our expression from our heart. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when people say, I didn't mean to say that, I bet like how it landed, but it was in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you said it. We can all look at it. and then That's why I say like to my clients or even like in dating and stuff like that, I often tell people, I'm like, however it is in your brain right now, say it that way. Yes. Yes. And like, for me, that's effective guiding principle for many reasons. Like one from being like a past overanalyzer, overthinker, people pleaser. Right. Mm -hmm. And like always trying to adjust my words and stuff like that and not say the wrong thing. And like, well, you know, whatever Right. Right. that now I'm like, oh my gosh, it takes so much work to do that. I'm just going to say how it's in my brain. And because I know what my values are and I know that I'm you know, for the most part operating in alignment, like whatever I'm thinking, like however it feels most natural to come out of my mouth is going to be okay. And if there's a misinterpretation, right? Like then we'll deal with it. Yes. So yeah, no, I say like very much what I mean. And sometimes, but that's also like, then we get into like the whole neurodivergent thing, which is like, you know, sometimes you're just so fucking direct and people don't understand. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's exactly what I'm like. I don't want to. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like, no, are you busy? No, I just don't want to. That doesn't sound fun to me. And then they pull that Homer meme where he goes back into the bushes. Disappears. I'm like, oh, sorry, too direct, (laughs) too harsh. Um, Anyway, okay. (laughs) A little tangent. That's where trust is built. They know where you come from. (laughs) So area 51. Why is it called area 51? This is how I started looking at things. Like nothing is coincidental. Nothing is random. Nothing is random. I mean, yeah. as high as we want to detach and, you know, what's the adage? When we see things from a strategic perspective, they say back, a, you know, from a 30,000 foot view, 30,000 foot view, but what's 60,000? What's a, like, what's the biggest view of this existence that we can take? Well, the more we back out, the more we see that nothing is random and everything is connected. Yeah. For instance, well, let me stick on Area 51. So... <laughs> In the spirit world, in the spirit realm, the highest power you can ascribe to a curse or a spell is three times. So if you say it three times, then that's the highest power you can apply to something. Okay. So past three times, it's not really going to do anything. I mean, I don't know. Why is this so? This is what the occult believes. This is what like the ancient mystery schools believe. Maybe you say it three times, twice, six. I don't know. I mean- Interesting, but this is what they believe. So area 51, if you divide 51 by three is 17. So 17 in the numeric code, the alphanumeric code is Q. Oh, now interesting. Q, fascinatingly enough, is a circle right. with a way out. Okay. So there is a line to break the loop, the cycle okay. that we're all stuck in. So the double helix that we are 
in this loop, this infinity loop that we can't get out and everything seems like Groundhog's Day. And, you know, those that don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. This all these adages that they tell us, which, it, by the way, just <laughs> another side note, we're told that curiosity kills the cat, which is a subtle, I believe, spell intentionally set upon humanity to not be curious that we ascribe yeah. curiosity with danger. Yeah. So humans are like, no, I don't want to be curious. I just want to do my job and keep going. I mean, we saw that so much in the last couple of years, people oh. questioning, being curious, asking right. questions about anything and when immediately shut down and demonized and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. here we are. Most of those things are now coming out to be true. Yeah. And even more things are about to come. <laughs> I mean, it's so <laughs> wild. So you have 51 is 17 times three. So why is 17? Anyone listening, just go through like Google News and you can click 17 in news and look at all the headlines that they say. Trump will say like, well, 17 million people or 17,000 or 1917. It hasn't been this bad since 1917, even though the Spanish flu is 1918. So everyone's doing is speaking in code. They're speaking in language that, that we don't understand, but they're speaking to each other. So... Do you think like in that kind of stuff, they're even conscious of it? Because I wouldn't say that everyone is like who is like speaking in that code. I think that at that level, they are trained from a very early age. For instance, like blue blood family. What animal has blue blood? A reptilian, a reptile has blue blood. So blue bloods, I will get in. Spoiler alert. I mean, not that anyone needs a spoiler at this point, but we're going in all we're the going all the directions way. right we're now. Away. So, like, and this all has to do with numbers because it's super fascinating. Yeah. It really is. It's so interesting, all this stuff. So Area 51 is 17 times three. That has the secrets of this other realm that is kept secret. And there's other ones, actually there's plenty of other bases, but this number keeps Area 51, Area 51, Area 51, which is Area 17 times three. So why is 17 an important <laughs> number? Well, One is beginning and seven is completion. Mm -hmm. So when Q shows up or 17 shows up, it is the emblem of the beginning. So now, right now, when you're saying when Q shows up, like the letter or when Q like that came up in like 2020, is that Mm. what you're talking about? Good question. (laughs) There is a Q source gospel that existed that the book of Mark is based off of. And it was referenced as the Q source gospel. There is a song that came out. Anyone can find this on YouTube, a 1982 song called the voice of Q. This is really interesting. Everyone check this out. It's super fascinating. It's called the voice of Q. And it's like this 1980s, like this is the voice of Q. What you going to do? But the whole thing is this song, this like 80s, definitely 80 sounding song. But at the end of the song, there's these children crying out, asking Q to save them. It's so random and so strange, but the children are crying, asking Q to save them. And it's almost touching and haunting. It's a very interesting song. Weird. Everyone can look it up. It's on YouTube. It is weird. And what is Q? And why is Q so polarizing? And why? It's funny. There's no such thing as QAnon. There's Q. And there's anonymous people that don't want to get fired or ostracize yeah. from society because they like solve. did they ever find out like no one ever found out who was behind mm. q right no so interesting it is interesting and it started october of 2017 q first drop october 2017 well guess who started his presidency in 2017 donald trump so what is two 
plus one plus seven is 10. And in numeric code, you always drop zero. So it's one. So 2017 was the beginning. Okay. So as like a really basic for everybody, like numerology yeah. is essentially... Track, yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. I got my, I know. You got it. You know. I got it, right? I got the host hat on still. So numerology is the occult, spirituality, mysticism, like Christianity. So many different belief systems use numerology in some way, and it can be used like differently, right? But a lot of it is essentially like you can look at your like birth date in terms of numerology and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like your name and stuff. But it's essentially the belief like and this is on a very basic like high level the belief that there is significance in numbers right and significance in like repeated numbers in coincidental quote-unquote numbers that sort of thing so right there we go that's all i have to say about that and i think the concept of numerology is where it gets a little bizarre probably the right word is when people start predicting future events and that that's where stuff gets yeah. weird for any group of in society. <laughs> so we can just look at patterning and see like what's going on. But what I find is fascinating is this patterns changed in 2017. So when Trump gets into office, love him or hate him, he woke everyone up and he woke everyone up to what resided in their heart. So for instance, mm-hmm. like you and I met in 2018 and we went on this healing journey together. And a lot of people went through massive healing in 2018, which led them through this whole process on one side of the spectrum. And a lot of people had their anger and fear. And I mean, some people believed like Donald Trump was going to like arrest them all and lock them up or I don't know, whatever it was, but fear gripped them. So all of a sudden there was like this manifestation of fear or manifestation of healing and we can't heal without love. So love manifested in many and fear manifested in many. Yes. And with that to say too, because- Y'all, Trump derangement syndrome is such a real thing that, like, you say Trump and people like. I have to qualify. And I well, no, like, I don't feel like I need to because honestly, at this point, like, you know, but like to qualify, right? Like, people who can't hear the word Trump without them, like, wait, you're not going to scream about how he's the worst person alive? Then you must be approached, right? Like, it's like relax. Like, that's not the conversation that's happening here at all. So when we talk about like yeah, he woke people up, that doesn't provide a value statement to that. That doesn't mean he woke people up to the good, right? Like that's not in any way what's being said. It's like illuminating doesn't necessarily mean illuminating in the direction of good or bad or whatever, right? Like you can look at him in whatever lens you want to look at him, right? But I think that I don't know. I think many of us would agree that, yeah, he woke a lot of people up, woke up to what that depends, right? Like, and woke up to with what energy, what sentiment that also depends. But I think we can all agree that like when Trump came into office, like so many things got shaken up in so many different ways. So yes, in that sense, like woke people up. So like, right. Like I want to just make sure if anybody listening, I mean, I don't know, you know, I know my audience, if anyone listening, like Mm -hmm. got real bent out of shape over hearing that. Let's just like, just listen with an open mind, you know? Amazing. You know, (laughs) you and I coach people and it's interesting that we're just talking about words, but the power of words trigger. Right. It's like, and when we allow someone else's words to have power over us, then it's an indication that we're not free. So anyone that listens and may get triggered, I'm like, there's more work to be done. But regardless of 
whether we like him or or hate him, he entered yes. politics and the presidency. He put his hand on the Bible in 2017. And he was the very first president to have the military come in for a certain scene behind him. And he said that we are giving power back to you, the people. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. His inauguration speech, fascinating, studied by many people. Military intelligence by the ribbon of the military members that were behind him on their hats. You can see what their the military intelligence was one of them, which military intelligence happened to be the type of comms that Q dropped. So it's very interesting what was going on. And Q started on the boards and has moved regardless about that. It all came in 2017. So two plus one plus seven drop the zero is one. So 2017 mm-hmm. was this new era. Now to give biblical context real quick, the Bible has a thing called the law of first mention, which is super fascinating. So the first time a word is mentioned, it carries that meaning throughout the entire Bible and never deviates. So it's super fascinating. And you can read, and I have all these books that explain it, you can pull like the seventh word of the Bible or the, like these codes. So you could pull like in, that's the first word of the Bible. And then the seventh word and the, these numeric codes and pull other communications out of it horizontally backwards. It's what gematria is, is putting numeric value to words. And it's the whole quantum realm of letters and words. But anyway, so Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So one is beginning. Mm-hmm. Genesis 2-1-2 says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So two always brings movement of God's presence. So when Jesus sends his disciples out, he sends them out to so yeah. groups of two always went when there was some sort of movement. I don't mean like, this is not, by the way, pro-Christian or pro-Bible. This is just breaking down the code. Three, the number three is the number for God. So it says in Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's the verse, Genesis 1, 3. And so God is light, but water is also light, which we see the fractals of light through water, the rainbow, and the seven colors of the rainbow. It's interesting that the pride flag takes, removes indigo, and there's only six colors in the pride flag, but the real rainbow has seven colors. Mm-hmm. Roy G. Bibb, everyone, I don't know if you've Yeah, <laughs> yep. So seven is an interesting number, and we'll get to in a second, but three is the number for God. And water is the only thing in our entire existence, no matter where we go. And by the way, where there's no water, there's no life. And when they look for water off planet, they're looking for life. Why can't we colonize other planets? Supposedly it's because there's not water source there. So water is the only thing that exists in our realm that keeps his elemental structure H2O and can exist in three different forms, liquid, steam, and ice. It's so fascinating. What though it cannot do is exist in those three forms in one place at one time. So they have to be in three separate environments to exist. So if it's too hot, steam will happen. If it's too cold, ice will happen. Is that true though? Or it's in a resting state in the same container. Mm -hmm. Really? Because now I'm like wanting to do a science experiment. I'm like, because couldn't, while it's melting, create liquid and some steam condensation? I don't know. Anyway. True, but (laughs) it's true. But it can't sustain that. But what's interesting is 
Water is the only thing that can exist in liquid with semen ice. Okay, so three is a number for God. Mind, body, soul, father, son, spirit, masculine, feminine, inner child. It's always three. It's all, it's divinity is three. Four is the number of division. So it says in Genesis 1, 4, it says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Genesis 4, it says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So four is the number of division. What's interesting is every time there's a four mentioned in the Bible, there is a separation of pre and post. So the Israelites were in Mm. captivity of Egypt for 400 years, signifying pre-slavery, post-slavery into freedom. Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness, 40 days of rain for Noah's flood, 400 years between Malachi and Matthew in the Bible, the last book of the Old Testament and the first book of the New Testament. So four is always signifying a separation, a divide. Five is the number for life. So we have five senses, even though I made a post about this, six senses, but we have five limbs or fingers, digits, five is the number of life. And the very first day in the Bible, in Genesis one, that God put life in a living creature was day five. So five is the number of life. It's also, interestingly enough, what's a pentagram? A pentagram is a five-pointed star, but a an occultic pentagram is an upside-down star within the circle, five being the number of life pointed down saying ten. life is yeah. falling. Yeah. So saying taking life as opposed to giving life, the rising sun or the setting sun, five is the number of life. Six is the number of man. So man was made on the sixth day. This is something interesting. 66 books of the Bible. Actually, I'm going to read this because I posted this today and I thought it was, it was just a super good reminder. And then this guy hopped in with more and added to it. But I said, the six is the number of man. That's why man is buried six feet deep. Genesis says man was created on the sixth day. The sixth book in the Bible is the very first book named after a man. And hmm. the book has six letters in its name, Joshua. The sixth book in the New Testament, so the sixth book in the Old Testament, first book named after a man, Joshua, six letters in Joshua. The sixth book in the New Testament is Romans, also six letters. So Romans has the word man in the sixth book of the New Testament. There are 66 books in the Bible, which is six times 11. 11 is the number of judgment. So this guy gets in here, and this is freaking beautiful what this guy wrote. He goes, don't forget the points of the star David, David or the Merkabah, it's also a six-sided star, which is a six-sided cube, which unfolds and makes up the modern cross in the church. Originally, it was shaped as an equal cross. Last and most importantly is the famous 666, which is the context of Kabbalah. Gematria actually means light. So we are called human. Well, hue is light. Man is the form that we are in. So we are light beings. So six is the number of man. Seven is the number of completion. So God works six days. And what did he do on the seventh day? He rested. Seven is the day of rest. It is the day of completion. It is the perfect time of rest. Mm-hmm. Eight is the number of new beginning. So in the Bible, God commands Abraham to circumcise the males on the eighth day of their life signifying this new beginning, this new dedication to their life to God. Fascinatingly enough, when my oldest daughter was born, she'll be 11 in a couple of weeks. A report came out and I was reading it at the hospital when we were getting checked out that they found that vitamin K is the highest in the body on the eighth day. And vitamin K is the coagulant vitamin that, that helps blood coagulate so you don't bleed out. Hmm. So I'm like, that's super fascinating that 
science validates this whole concept of the eighth day of circumcision. Not pro, not a proponent, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just the eight signifies this new beginning. Even the, the way the moon, if you map the moon rotation in the sky, is a smaller eight circle here and a longer eight, but it is this eight. And what is the yeah, moon? Yeah, like so infinity symbol, kind of. And it's always new beginning. We know the new moon creates the new season. So eight is new beginning. Nine is this magic number. It's fascinating. I'm learning more and more about it all the time. So three, six, nine, Tesla said the secrets of the universe could be summed up in three, six, and nine. I just had a conversation with somebody about that yesterday. Oh, really? It's yeah, fascinating. about the three, six, nine stuff. Okay, Whew, keep going. So it's interesting. God, three plus man, six is nine. So the mm-hmm. nine is the magic number. I don't know if I said this on this podcast, but atheism is a modern phenomenon. Like you look at the ancient world. It's not that you have to believe in Christianity, but understanding the spirit realm and the spiritual nature of what humans are and how powerful we really are and how divine we are and how amazing we are. We actually have the power to forgive the most egregious acts that can be committed. We are amazing people. We are amazing creatures in this realm. We're so beautiful and wonderfully made. It's amazing. and There's stuff that tries to harvest our good benevolence to siphon us off and use for their ill purposes. Well, three, God is in all of us. It doesn't even matter. There's all these studies when you breathe out and you breathe in, you're actually making the sounds Yahweh, Yahweh. And now we're breathing in God. And it says in Genesis 2.16 that God breathed into man and man became a living soul. So God's breath is actually our soul. Hmm. And when we stop breathing, we don't live because his our soul, his breath goes back to him, him in the masculine form, meaning to give. God is not a man, but in that context of masculinity or the masculine energy is the giving. So anyway, nine, so God in us, three, in the man, six, brings this divine magic. So nine is magical. Any number that we add to nine reverts back to the number itself. Four plus nine is 13, but one plus three is four. Five plus nine is 14, but one plus four is five. You can do this. It's it's fun. You can add anything to Wait, nine. for real? It hurts back to itself. doesn't matter how big the number is. Whoa, that's really cool. It's amazing. It really is. And nine is like this hidden, it's kind of like the shadow. This is what a cult doesn't mean a group of people that are sitting around in robes. A cult means hidden. So the hidden mm-hmm. knowledge and where the secret societies and in all these closed room groups that take vows that they think they're getting this divine knowledge that the rest can't have. They sometimes disclose to us that we're useless eaters or Prince Edward or whoever's Queen Elizabeth's dead husband. He said that he would come back to earth as a virus and wipe out most of humanity because they were a bunch of useless leaders. Like the elites look at us as cattle or sheep and they hurt us and that the cold herd and we're just what they think is dumb monkeys. Interestingly enough, and I'll get into monkey and what the word monkey means. It means moon key and the moon holds the key. But nine is this fascinating number. So 10 is time and 11 is judgment. 12 is government. 13 is fascinating number. So we hear the word like lucky 13. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's lucky. Sometimes it's unlucky. Like some people don't like the number 13. Some people do. But in the occult world, the dark forces really like 13. 
you can actually do a Google search of how many movies have the word 13 in them. And it is a significant amount of movies made with this number 13. And so why is 13 this number to them? And we got to remember that what we think is good, they think is evil. What they think is evil, we think is good. And the word and evil, by they meaning they like mean this like darker consciousness, like kind of dark elite mm-hmm. consciousness that wants power, that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And this like, not that this is the conversation for this now, but like, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on this podcast or what, but like, as far as like, when we're and a conversation for another time, right on the like the purpose of humanity and earth and stuff like that. But like, I believe that we are a lower dimensional planet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and that those of like the light workers, star seeds, like good people, if you will, like those souls reincarnated, like either reincarnated or incarnated here mm-hmm. on earth to help raise the vibration of planet earth. Right. Because I believe, and there's even like roots of this, if you will, or the belief of this in Christianity as well, but that like the way that life is supposed to be is not with suffering and pain and stuff like that. Like why would a divine creator create a world filled with pain and suffering and all that kind of stuff, right? And, but then people are like, yeah, well, why would he? Then how do you believe in God if there's all this da 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 It's like, yep. okay, yep. yes, but you have that. You have that, like how it was created and the intention it was created in is one thing. But then there was also the, and you're my children and you get to go live free will, that sort of thing. And like still a like open game. Right. And so like, we are not, I believe, you know, to a certain extent, believe that earth is a kind of a slave planet, right? Like that we are not. And so that a lot of our souls came here as like, like, as if we're on a very special mission to support the up-leveling of consciousness and stuff like that. hundred and the thing too, with all of this stuff, you guys, cause like people might be listening and being like, whoa, like, okay, so that's a coincidence or that like, right. And I can play that game too, of being like, well, that seems far-fetched or whatever, but like stuff can mean absolutely nothing. That's a possibility, yeah. but it sure. could also mean a ton of things. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, like my thing is like, okay, what sparks curiosity and helps you understand yourself, helps you understand your purpose, helps you understand the universe as you believe it to be, or God or source energy as you believe it to be? Like what helps you go further along in that path and deepen your understanding and your experience here on this planet? Then like, okay, if all that shit's bullshit, like who cares? Did it lead you toward a deeper understanding in one way or another, or like start the like journey for you to explore other things? Cool. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. It's not even that I'm telling anyone to believe this. I'm just trying to give context because if we're going to go into some really interesting things. So for instance, 13. So real quick, right? I was saying like what we deem is good and they deem evil and vice versa. And even like I have the satanic Bible here. If anyone reads the satanic Bible, they talk about the left-hand path and the right-hand path and they have disdain. I mean, visceral, you can get it from reading it. Disdain for the right-hand path. People that Mm. have some sort of, they believe, false morality placed upon them, ascribed as good. And usually it's in the satanic Bible, they hate Judaism and they hate Christianity. Particularly, they call those out as the right-hand path. But Freemasonry is also the right-hand path as well. In fact, someone I am really good friends with, his husband's in it and all these- In the Freemasons? 
mm-hmm. and was given the opportunity. They were all given the told, I guess, to sign a contract without reading it. And all of them except her husband did it. Wait, so what happened when he didn't? Now I'm like, wait. <laughs> so how the left and right hand path thing works, and this is why the world is this way. So this is true, what I'm telling you. Why don't politicians fix anything? Why do pastors say the same sermons 52 weeks a year without any change? If God is real, like you were saying, if God, if there is divinity and beauty and goodness and virtue, how can it coexist with this utter vile pain and destruction Mm -hmm. and heartache and brokenness? How does this exist at the same time? It's because there's these two paths. You can go down, we all can go down the left-hand path and come to ascension and come to this knowledge of God and divinity, the three inside the six, which is God in us. We can wake to that, but it's a harder path sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a much longer path to come to the end of what the world could give you. We've all heard they sold their soul to be famous. That's a real thing. How much is your breath yeah. worth and how much can they monetize? Even Jay-Z, get, or uh, not Jay-Z, but Kanye gets on Joe Rogan what, a couple of years ago. And he's like, how much is the earth worth? It's like, no, I'm serious. Like if I was going to buy the earth, how much is it worth? And that was the first time I don't think anyone was, <laughs> I think people were like, what? Yeah. If you think about, you can buy land and you yes. can buy all these other things. Exactly. Why can't you just keep adding to the fucking list of things? Yes. Think bigger. <laughs> this is what I want to tell everyone. Throw this ocean into Not it. Thinking big enough. That's one of the things that the Bible says where there's a lack of vision that people perish. And our vision has been so small. Even it's about self-interest of like making things. But it's like, if we back our vision up and really see the game that's being played, for instance, the word evil, E-V-I-L, but read it the other way, L-I-V-E. Oh, interesting. Devil, D-E-V-I-L, mm. read it the other way, L-I-V-E-D. So live and lived is the right-hand path. The left-hand path is evil and hmm. devil. Hmm. It's not about, is there a devil or angels, all these things. It's about inversions of which path people are going to go down. For instance. Yeah. Even saying this too, like everything is mirrored, right? Like just like we here on this earth, like we are mirror ripples of source consciousness, right? The humans we come across are mirrors for ourselves. Yes. And even right, like as above, so below, like all of that, like, yeah. It's trippy. (laughs) It's really interesting. So for instance, like these adages that they tell us, and they, I always say is the top of the pyramid and clubs like George Carlin, the comedian that died a long time ago, he said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Yeah. Just know that there's a club and we're not in. But they tell us there's a certain animal that's man's best friend, which is what? A A dog. dog? Right. But what's dog backwards? God. Interesting. But that, see, now, like, devil's advocate, if you will, is like, okay, yeah, in English, yeah, right? Yeah, speaks English. See, the business, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you go around the okay. world, they speak English. Business is done in English. Commerce is done in English. Math and business. Now, is English, this is gets, yeah, the etymology of words and the phonics and all that is super fascinating, but it just happens to be right now, the spells that they are casting over humanity they're telling us man's best friend this way is God or dog. What I'm saying is none of this is by accident. They didn't be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that God and dog were like backwards. Yeah. They know. And they yeah. say dog is man's best friend. No, dogs yeah. are incredible. They're actually the most amazing creatures to show humans unconditional love. Well, that's interesting that they're called man's best friend. 
But God, what love is that sourced from? This is what the fascinating thing about left and right and reading it certain ways. So, and I'm going to get into the years because we are about to enter the most amazing time. Truly, 2023 is going to be mind-blowing, face-melting. Buckle up. Let go of everything that you believe. I'm letting go of everything I believe. Just watching because it will unfold in this most amazing way. But this number 13. So 13 is this number that comes up quite a bit. Like I said, everyone searched the movies that named after 13. Yeah. I think isn't there 13 candles? Isn't that a movie or? Well, 16 candles is one. 16 candles. And that's what I think. But there's tons of movies. 13. Yeah. So 13, <laughs> one, three, but go back the other way is three, one. So three, one, the very first number is shown in the Bible. And I want to share this is that even if you, we don't believe it, sharing things that are, regardless of, do I like it? Or I'm teaching something that is, it exists. Okay. And you can read the satanic Bible that exists. That is information. Now, if I don't believe it, it doesn't mean they don't believe it. This is something mm-hmm. that's really interesting. I think it's hard for people in the Western culture to like, well, I don't believe that. And it's like, well, just because you don't believe it doesn't mean they're, they don't believe it. And they're actually right. manifesting and creating exactly what they believe. Mm-hmm. So the very first time the serpent is mentioned in the Bible happens to be Genesis chapter three, verse one. The very first reptile, the very first antagonist mentioned in scripture happens to be three one. But the occult flips it and says 13 is their lucky number. Well, luck, the word luck is a derivative hmm. of the word Lucifer, which means hmm. light bearer. My name, Lucas, is a derivative of Lucifer, which means light bearer. It's all the same word, luck. Yeah. Lucky 13. Well, 13 or 3, 1 inverted. And it just depends which side you want to look at the serpent coming to Eve. And it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, now the serpent was more subtle. Now, this is an interesting word, subtle. In this era of media propaganda and frequencies that are just constantly barraging us, boom, 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 hitting a subtlety is how things are done. So they can say, look here, while this happens over here, they can say, look at this, while this happened, there's always a sleight of hand. There's always a distraction because subtlety is how this world truly operates. Some people are like, I don't know that. I haven't seen that. I'm like, bro, you're just not looking. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So. The serpent is more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. So God mm-hmm. made the serpent and mm-hmm. gets into like, well, why? Because we have free will. There are no robotic AI slaves putting binary code, making decisions, even if it's really fast. We are always choosing one thing or the other, which makes this realm exciting. And by the way, earth, which it is increasing its frequency and it is rising in its ascension and earth is a feminine energy and she is purging this darkness off her and from within her earth is an anagram for heart mm-hmm. e-a-r-t-h is heart yeah the heart is healing right now and because the heart's healing things have to come out because like i said jesus said only yeah. out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks it's only when we audibly get it out like i gotta get something off my chest like you're never gonna feel better until you get it out of you. So the earth, the heart is getting things out. But what's interesting is the serpent is more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord got him in. That's Genesis chapter three, verse one. That also happens to be the 57th verse of the Bible. Super trippy. 57th verse of the Bible. Let me break something really quick. Cr- 
I find this stuff fascinating. Five, okay. And what's all our phones running on right now? What are people freaking out of a frequency that's oh, about five G? Five G. What's the seventh letter of the alphabet? G. Five G is this verse. It's the fifty seventh verse. So five seven is five G. Hmm. Would you look at the Mason compass? It's five G. The five-pointed star, 5G for God. And even in Dallas, Texas, there's a Scottish Rite hospital. And I told Lauren, my wife, that I'm like, look at that. They could have built this hospital anywhere. They could have chosen anything. They own all the land. But where did they choose to put this hospital in Frisco, Texas? Whatever the road is, but it's 5700 is the address. Of course, Hmm. 57. Nothing is accidental. Everything, when you take a step back, you're like, what is really happening? And then the question is, well, then why? So I just want to make this go. 5G is 57. The 57th verse of the Bible is Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. 31 or inverted is 13. So we look at it as the right-hand path of, wow, the serpent entered. That's not good. They look at it inverted. The serpent happened. That's good. Yay. Yeah. Exactly. So now we have the split, the left-hand path and the right-hand path. And it says that now the serpent was more subtle and in base of the field, which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said unto the woman, yea, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden, which the Lord God had made. And the woman said unto the serpent, we shall not eat it, neither shall we touch it, lest we die. And the serpent said, mm-hmm. you shall not surely die. For the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods. And it says, she beheld the fruit as pleasant to the eyes and good to make one wise and something else. And she took of the fruit and she did eat. And immediately she gave it to her husband and he did eat. So Adam's mm-hmm. there. It's not like he was like, you know, I don't even know what, what was going on, but he was right there and she gave it to him and ate. So it says that was verse three, seven. And it says in verse three, eight it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God. So Adam and Eve, these perfect people, whatever they were metaphors, it doesn't matter. There's a story being told about each one of us and our relevancy to this day right now. So if God knows all, Mm-hmm. And this, I hope everyone's just tracking with these numbers because it's not a sermon and not trying to get some people to believe something. But I think this is fascinating, the code that's being placed for our own personal freedom. So God, who knows all, supposedly, knows that Adam and Eve did what they did. And the left-hand path likes to make people on the right-hand path think that God is this angry, vindictive, thunderbolts and lightning man with a beard coming to strike everyone down. That is what the left-hand path likes to paint of the right-hand path God. Mm-hmm. But Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, 38 says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Man, that sounds really nice. If I ever blow it, I want something to come to me like they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Like I always get pictures of like green and blues, mm. these beautiful energies of just flowing like turquoise on a mushroom journey. One time I saw this being beautiful. She was so beautiful. It's hard to describe what she was, but flowing like robe and hair. And she was turquoise. And I messaged my friend Champ who designed the Great Awakening map. And I was like, brother, I just saw this. He's like, that's the goddess of whatever. And he's like, she shows up and she's peace. I saw what peace looked like. And I was Mm. like, peace literally is so beautiful. It's beyond beautiful. It's so beautiful. Peace is so beautiful. So why I bring that up is this concept of peace. I get those colors when I hear that verse and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, the cold day. It's like blues and greens. It's very soothing, not angry. And it says, and Adam 
heard his voice and hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And God called unto Adam and said, one question, where are you? So God knows everything, but needed man to say, here I am. Here I am. But he says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. So God asked two more questions. So there's three questions that every, this is a blueprint for all of us to be free right now. And it doesn't mean God to necessarily. So God says, where are you? Looking for him to say, here I am. Mm -hmm. Then he says, and Adam says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And God says, who told you that you were naked? Oh, so you're naked. You told me you were naked, you little weird. No. <laughs> told you that you were naked. Did you eat of the tree wherever I commanded you not to eat of? So he asked three questions. Where are you? Mm. Whose voice are you listening to? Mm, mm. This is very interesting. This is a very interesting lesson in this code. This is all code. Okay. So I'm teaching yeah. everyone like, this is all a code. Three questions are asked because God is three. And he says, where are you? Needs them to audibly speak forth and manifest their own reality. Here I am. But Adam doesn't do it. He says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. So God asks a logical question. And by the way, he goes to Adam first because Adam sinned first because Adam, the masculine container's job was to protect the feminine energy to bring forth life. And Mm. the masculine form did not hold space like he was supposed to. So God doesn't go judge the woman, although the left-hand path likes to make the right-hand path, the women. He's the bad guy, wrong. yeah. Exactly, it's not true. God goes to Adam because he says, where are you? So Adam says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And God asked two more questions. Whose voice are you listening to? What is this energy? What is this? What is this? What are you listening to? And did you do what I said not to do? Now, what did God ultimately say? This isn't about fruit. Although I brought mushrooms up because there's this whole theory. John Allegro wrote all these books, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. And... So theory that what was given to Eve was in Adam was some form of psychedelic to wake them up to the reality of what actually was the realm, even though hmm. they could see the realm, they're already having a conversation with a serpent in physical form. Like that's trippy enough, but there was more that they want to see. So fascinating theory. Regardless, Adam says immediately, the woman thou gave us to be with me. So God being logical goes to her, asks her the same question. What is this that thou has done? And she says, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. So I believe the crux of the story hinges on the answers to those questions. If Adam and Eve would have just said, here I am, mm-hmm. man, you were right. <laughs> like, Whoa, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like, you know, this crazy stuff. Like, man, I really believe, but that's not human nature. What we're told is human nature, right? They say human, we blame and point fingers instead of radical accountability and owning like, yeah, I did it. And yeah, I'm either humbly acknowledging that that wasn't the most healthy thing for me, or I did it. And what are you going to do about it? There's two distinct ways that we could acknowledge that. But these three questions, God is three. He comes to them and he needed three answers from them, but they didn't give it to him. So God curses, like this word is a fascinating word. We're taught to write cursive, although new kids are not taught to write cursive because they don't want pe- kids to read founding documents. This is an interesting thing. They're trying to strip away our ability to understand our founding documents, not just in this country, but all throughout the realm. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that as far as now. They people cannot cognitively process. It. 
So <gasps> we're at a new reformation right now. This is a really important time in history. I think the probably the most important time ever, which you're saying we've all incarnated. We're here, whether we reincarnated, incarnated for the first time, we're here for this thing. And it's very exciting because what is this thing? The thing is divine love, allowing truth to come forth, wiping out every single one of our tightly held beliefs about whatever it is. And all of us, whether we've gotten tricked into the left-hand path, chosen the left-hand path, chosen the right-hand path, or unknowingly just gone down the right-hand path, all of us are going to get humbled with truth that is about to come out. And I'll get into the years in a second so that we can heal. Yeah. We have to heal. The earth is healing. And if we don't heal with the earth, guess what? She's going to flood it. Just like a body creates pus in a zit and kills whatever bacteria is in that. I mean, that's gross, but that's the way it goes. Yeah. Earth floods many, many times. The yeah. mud floods, Noah's flood, Gilgamesh flood, like all the ancient texts talk about the earth flooding. It's not like man, Noah's flood. Like the Hopis yeah. talk about the floods and all their ancient texts and writing. So, well, what, why does the earth flood? It's the earth healing itself. When too much of one side and it's not in balance is taking from and taking is not masculine energy. Masculine energy is giving. Taking is the inversion of masculine energy, which is what we see this realm breaking free slowly of, but this is what like toxic masculinity. Well, what is toxic masculinity? It's actually not masculinity at all. It is wounded people taking from everything and everyone to satiate some wound inside themselves, which can never be satiated until they get honest with their own experience and their own truth, whether they're sexually abused or they're hurt or beaten or whatever it was. Because masculine energy always gives. Mm -hmm. and what does it give us? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, temperance, meekness. Masculine energy just lets us breathe. And guess what? It's not a male thing. It's a female and male thing. It's a human thing. We all have masculine mm -hmm. and feminine energy. So anyway, I want to finish this thing and then I want to get into the years. And I know I'm going long. It's all right. So the woman says, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. And the concept of beguiling is fascinating, but there's many teachings, and I actually believe this, that the serpent raped Eve. Hmm. And she was impregnated by the serpent at the same time she was impregnated by Adam. And she held, and this is biologically possible, that a woman can hold the seed of two men within her body and produce two men. It's rare, but it, it's possible. Biologically. Like twins from the... You would have to like have sex, like literally in the same immediate yeah. like Which moment, essentially. Why were they naked? Were they always naked? Like, this is an interesting concept of like nakedness. Like, did they just produce the act? Like, did they just have sex? And did the serpent show up right there with that opportune time? And she said, he beguiled me and I did eat. So God immediately tells the serpent, I will put enmity between thy seed to the serpent, your seed and her seed. So immediately we're told that there are two seeds. I'm like, well, that's weird. And Christianity, they don't like to talk about it because it gets really, it gets wild. Like, what is this? Is this real? Like what's going on? And then eventually we get in chapter four of Genesis where Cain killed. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Cause Cain killed okay. Abel. So Abel was the son of Adam and Cain was the son of the serpent. Now, Here's a trippy thing, everyone listening, like this gets really wild, but what, say cannibal very slow. Cannibal, cannibal, Cain ate Abel. That's what the word cannibal means, that he not only killed Abel, 
he sacrificed Abel and ate his body. Cannibal means a human eating another human flesh. That's yeah. what a cannibal is, is a conjunction word of Cain ate Abel. Now, here's where things get really trippy. And this is the reality we're living in. Whether people like, like this or not, I think this is the world we're in. Where did the left-hand path come from? Where did the right-hand path come from? They came from the split between Cain. And immediately in, in the Bible, God talks about all the empires that Cain's lineage built. Massive mm-hmm. empire. Nimrod is Osiris, all the religions of the world. He started building these empires. And think of the movie Avatar, even the three and a half hour one that just came out. The natural order are humans or symbiotic beings living in balance with nature. Doesn't mean they don't hunt food or hunt animals and eat the flesh, but everything is in balance. But what does this other path come and build cities and harvest everyone's energy in these cities? It's like Elon Musk. I'm so glad he's been talking about this, that there is actually greatest threat is there won't be enough humans populating the earth. We're not an overpopulation. You fly over the country, like, uh, where is anything? There's nothing here. Yeah. Well, why? Because they can't build stuff? No. It's because they're harvesting humans' energies in these cities. So the cane line builds cities. They're city builders. Right. And the first thing they do, they kill the indigenous people. And what are the indigenous people? The indigenous people are the wisdom keepers of the land. The shamans, mm. the medicine men and women, the wisdom keepers of the plants, the sky, and the earth and this beautiful relationship between all three. But when the cane line comes, wipes them out, Mm. makes it illegal. You can't believe certain things. You can't speak certain things because I was talking to a friend about this the other day. He's brilliant guy too. We talked about some wild things, but he said, culture and cults are the same thing. Cult is the root word of culture. So every culture is a cult. And if you don't speak the language of the cult, you're ostracized from the culture right okay? so everything yeah cool. we just have like our accepted our socially exactly accepted right. it's like yeah i love my nfl team that's a cult but it's an accepted cult sure versus right. whatever weird stuff that people choose okay so we have these two lines and then in genesis chapter five it says and adam knew his wife again knew as in k-n-e-w they had sex and they birthed another son and his name was seth And it says, and then men began to call upon the name of the Lord again. So there was this gap. And Adam was 130 years old when they had Seth. Again, 130, 13. So Mm -hmm. there's this almost God saying to the Cain line of 31, inverted 13, I'm going to take your 13 and I'm going to bring something good from the 13 and the right-hand path will be established again. So there's this war, like that's why I was saying Trump will say 17, Biden will say 17. And you can watch in the headlines, they will speak numbers back to each other within a week. I'm fascinated by this whole thing now. Now I'm looking for it. Yeah. Still, even though I know it's coming, it's still mind blowing. How many millions of dollars do we give? 33, 33, 33, 33 billion, 33 this, 33 that. Like, this is a trip. Okay, so real quick, and I'll finish this. And so this is where you get blue bloods. Blue blood families who incestually marry within their families, which by the way, we're told that they had lots of kids, but lots of their kids died. And we were taught as kids, like, well, that's just, I guess kids died. No, kids don't die, but inbred children do die, which is why they had to have a lot of kids. And which is where they get the evolutionary Darwinian theory that the strongest survive. And they tell all of us who are good people just trying to get along 
the strongest survive, but we're the ones that symbiotically want to live in the land and not hurt people and live with each other and have a good time and be sweet and be benevolent in this world. But they're coming to just harvest all this energy. So the left-hand path believes mm-hmm. that they literally are of the line of Cain, the reptilian bloodline. This is where you get reptilians. This is where you get the whole concept of reptilians. If you get fringy on, on some of this stuff, this is what it means. That reptilian blood is the blue bloods. So these blue blood families claim to be, this is why Nikki Hilton will marry a Rothschild, but not marry some John Smith in Montana. Like it's, yeah, they have wealth or have influence. Sure. But there is something bigger that's going on. Mm -hmm. So you have the blue blood line. Cain line that is ruling the world. And, you know, there's all these stories, like even uh, I was watching this video the other day, like, what's her name? Palin, Sarah Palin. It's like third cousin from Barack Obama, that they're all related. They're all family members. This gets really crazy. And there was a girl in London who did a report on the presence of the United States of America. And all of them, except one is related to King John the first, every single president that we've had from George Washington until Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is also related to hmm. King John of England. So then you're like, wow, is this random? I guess this life is really random. These people with that, like, they must be really smart. Are they smarter yeah. than you? What an interesting coincidence. Yeah, exactly. And the answer is no, they're not better than us. They want us to think they are better than us so that they can continue doing what they've always done, which is take from us, which is the opposite of what I've said. Masculine energy is giving. And it is completely out of the divine order that this earth, regardless of your view of God, this earth, the frequency that this earth, which is the anagram for heart, wants to beat and pulse with. It wants to bring back humanity's love and beauty and kindness and goodness. And it is doing things right now to purge this energy. Yeah. Which brings me back, and I will, I promise I will wrap with this. <laughs> The years, the years. Yeah. So 2017, two witness. So God always moves on two and 17, the beginning and the end. So the movement of the beginning and the end started in 2017. You add those up, that's one. The beginning, Trump, also trumpet. He picks the vice president with pens, trumpets. It's the exact same phonetic sound that we make, trumpets. The trumpet sound, the trumpets, the shofar, the ram's horn below it. The Trump enters the scene in one. And 2017 starts this entirely new era. And Q comes out with these posts and said they never thought she would lose in referencing Hillary Clinton. And there's right. this storyline of like what was going on from like Jeffrey Epstein character. Get Like people didn't know who Jeffrey Epstein was, even though he had an office at Harvard. And Bill Gates visited Epstein Island 37 times on the flight log. And like, well, who are these people? Like, we only know about these people because of Q. So Q starts dropping in Socratic method, asking us questions. And then people started doing research. And why they're called autists is because a lot of autistic people who are great gamers, and it was done in like a game style, started doing all this research online and on boards. And they researched a lot of stuff. So one, Trump enters office and it's the beginning. Now, I'm not saying Trump's good. I actually reserve that right. Although... It's fascinating. Ultimately, it's good because we're all waking up. Two, 2018, he starts to get impeached. Immediately, the left-hand path, and people need to really understand this because we all need to detach from these politicians like Nancy Pelosi. They're all, 
not your friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's the easiest way to say it. 2018 adds up two plus one plus eight is 11, but you add one plus one is two. So two. So God starts to move. Something interesting starts taking place in 2018. They mm-hmm. try to impeach him, but he also in 2018 in a room in ABC news ran this report. He's like, you know what this is standing with a room of generals. He's like, this is the calm before the storm. And they go, what storm, Mr. President? And he just responds, you'll find out. And then people are like, well, that's ominous or what a weirdo, or he's an idiot. He doesn't know how to speak. But he said, this is the calm before the storms. 2018 was a bizarre year, but you and I met. Healing started taking place. Freedom started taking place, like in the soul. I'm not talking about in the land, but our we start, you and I met. And there's no accident that you and I are family like we are in 2018. Mm-hmm. A lot of beautiful things started taking place in 2018. 2019 adds the three. Two plus one plus nine is 12. One plus two is three. Three is the number of God. And I think we can all admit 2019 was like, a lot of people wanted to go back to 2019. Like they missed the world that was. Yeah, it was yeah. the last bit of like the world that was 2019. Right. 2020 comes. And remember, I said one is the beginning. Two is witness. God moves in two. Three is the number for God. Four is the number of division. So 2020 happens. March 13th, the first Friday, the 13th of the year in 2020, Trump declares the national emergency. So really? we go three, one, three, 2020. So now it's you look at it from three, one or one, three, forward or backwards. He's saying He's declaring a power over this whole thing. So March 13th, the first Friday, the 13th of 2020, Trump stands and declares a national emergency. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it from left or right, he's saying, I, this is mine now. I own this thing. You are all going to be in trouble. And 2020 is two plus two is four. It's the division. So 2020 divided people. People either chose one side or the other. Now I'm not here to say which side's right or wrong. That's not even my point, but well, and there were so many different sides, like so many different polarizing issues and things like that, that there was always some new black and white situation to choose from. It was like constantly like dividing. Yeah. Which side are you on for this? Yeah, exactly. It was like like, don't like Trump or Black Lives Matter, none, but like they're like it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. So 2020 was the year division. Dear friends that I haven't talked to since 2020 because they didn't want to roll how I was rolling and I was trying to be right. I've humbly learned since. Like I had to learn too, but I was trying to be right and try to prove yeah. things and like instead of letting it be. And then five is the number of life. So here comes the vaccine. And here's a touchy, is a touchy thing. They made everyone choose. See, the irony is this: Jesus says, those that will seek to save their life will lose it. Those that are willing to lose their life for my sake in the gospel, what's the word gospel? Go spell. Go spell. We're all spelling. Everyone's Christianity is such a funny, it's all, I don't want to say stupid, but it's all a big game. It's like, go tell them the gospel. But you mean go spell positively? Yeah, we're all manifesting good things. What is it that God loves you? That's a good spell. Oh, it makes me feel, yeah, God does love me. But there's dark spells. But five is the number of life and they the dark consciousness, or God allowed this. I mean, it could be the right hand, but everyone chose whether they were going to give into the fear pressure to try to save their life, or I do it for grandma, or whatever the narrative that they want to wrap it. It was this whole concept of saving a life. Mm-hmm. They took something, they have no idea what it was. Every single animal in the trials died. Every single one of them. 
anyway, that gets into other things, but they took it or they didn't take it. It's not a judgment. Okay. Yeah. God is bigger than any of this stuff, but 2021 was really, I almost lost my job. Like it was intense of like, were they going to take it or not take it? And again, right. no judgment if people did. It's not the point. It's just, I'm talking about these numbers and they roll things out during these numbers because numbers mean way more to them than obviously they do to us common people, humans. And then 2022 comes in 2022. We talked about this, I think in the last podcast, everyone's shadows came up. It was like, knock yeah. knock, like, hey, you haven't healed this or, hey, you want to explore this? Or, hey, there's more to work to do. Yeah. Like, Scratch the surface. Let's go to the yeah, depths exactly, of it. <laughs> exactly. It was a scratch and sniff and it smelled not pleasant. It was 2022 is a really hard year for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's okay because it's the year of man. It was mankind finally dealing with the shadows that needed to be dealt with. Why? Because we're entering 2023. Two plus two plus three is seven. Seven is the number mm -hmm. of completion. We're in a seven-year period starting now that will start disclosing truth. Yeah. Start disclosing propaganda. Start disclosing what is what, who is what, where is what. What year is this? I'm not even saying that is this year 2000, according to what? This is just numbers that they use. Yeah. Well, yeah. And even we've seen things like with the Twitter stuff coming out, there's like been stuff with yeah. Pfizer coming out recently about like just all I this really, in, yes. yeah, all these really interesting things coming to light that, you know, has been discussed the last couple of years and is like actually coming out and getting some sort of attention whether it'll actually get attention or you know right. who knows right but yeah things are starting to kind of come out and and i feel like even like people who were more you know on one side or the other being like oh yeah like i feel like people have shifted a bit to being a little less like stuck in their beliefs that they were yeah. grasping so hard I the agree. last couple of years well this year is going to be really wild for a lot of truth to get disclosed but then Eight is the number of new beginning in 2024, new presidential year. My gosh, honestly, already, it's like already. <laughs> and so next year oh. is the beginning of something I really believe new and very challenging for many people. And in what ways do you think? Well, I think the repercussions of people's choices will have to be made manifest because we have to reap what we sow. The karmic law is loved. In, so if let's remove the concept of hell, God's wrath, all that stuff, because it should be removed. Mm -hmm. But God who is love has to show everyone their choices actually manifest consequences because he is not going to let a divine being with the ability to spell and create worlds go to the next level, dimension, density with unknowing the power that they held within them. So there has to be some sort of manifestation of the choices for all of us. Mm -hmm. And yet that is done in love and there's no destruction or death. And maybe people are born right away. I don't know how it's going to work, but I do know it's going to be done in love. And there is no like fear in this thing. It's going to be like, oh, okay, I get it now. And when I come back, I'm going to be ready to rock and roll. I was talking to a buddy who's invited to Trump's winter gala at Mar-a-Lago. He's fascinatingly brilliant savant type quantum physicist. And he's at financial, he's actually still there in Florida right now. He's talking about what's coming in 2025. And he's like, these people are not ready. He's like, these are wannabe elites. 
that he called them, but it's like, they're not ready. They think like the market's going to bounce back. And my buddy does not think these things, but he said, 2025 is going to be a year of popping off like never before. I'm like, well, in what way? What do you mean? Well, we're in a battle right now, whether we're going to be in the fiat dollar, Uh the central bank money, which they enslave us. In fact, I was talking to a buddy the other day. He is a full-time caretaker of his Down syndrome sister and his father's sick. So, and his mom died. So he is a caretaker and he's, it's a 24 hour day job. She has seizures in the middle of the night. Like it's really rough. So he hasn't had a job in five years. He's been taking care of his sister and his dad and his mom passed. He has lost, and his dad still pays for things, but he has lost uh, $10,800 a year just to, and they don't live lavishly and his dad pays for a lot, just to take care of his sick sister. He doesn't have a job right now. So I thought that's fucked. Like, think of that. What do you mean lost? What do you mean? Like he had savings of X and now he has a savings 50,000 plus dollars less just for him to be a human. Just to live, you have right. to Right, okay. That's yeah. the whole concept. We are slaves. Yeah. Just to live. Right, well, I was thinking about it too recently of why we're not allowed to gather rainwater, right? Like, sure, there are like filtration issues and stuff like that, especially because like they dump shut shit into the air and all that. So we're getting all the chemicals that are in the sky dropping into the air, right? But like- even how we're like not really allowed to do that to like use it to water your plants and stuff like that. Like why? And how, you know, there aren't only, the only energy sources aren't like fossil fuels and electricity, right? right. But that's what we're told. And that's the system. And like, you have to get utilities. You have to pay for water and you have to pay for electricity, right? Otherwise, like those are like main ways to get, credit and stuff like that. So it is very interesting, these systems that you, if you want to participate in society, like you have to opt into those things when it's like, oh, well, like, sure, someone could choose to not have electricity. Like that wouldn't be comfortable. That's not my choice, right? right? Someone could also choose to not have water, right? Not be on the like communal water or something, right? It's very interesting, but it's like, oh no, but there are these things that we have to, no matter what, Like, and there are ways, because I know more people are doing it, like getting off the grid and becoming Mm -hmm. self-sufficient. Because like, even with eggs, right? Like a Costco delivery this week, completely out of eggs, no eggs at Costco. And like- That there's the avian, I don't believe any of, I don't believe anything that they say from the news. So I was talking to someone at Sprouts. I was like, oh, you have some eggs. You guys haven't been hit. She goes, well, you know, there's the avian flu. That's why they're no. killing I go, you believe that? <laughs> Lady, what else can I tell you? Oh, I was in, the, you know, I was a TV reporter for many years. I know you believe some monkey on TV you don't even know anything about, but they said it and you believe it. Do you realize how abdicatingly sad humanity has let go of their own sovereign power and consciousness? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. So I was saying this about oil. I was like, well, I want to go there or not. So my buddy, this quantum physicist who's in the oil industry, he's like, they use the word fossil with fuel to create a concept of scarcity. There is no such thing as fossil fuel. Fossils don't make our oil. The oil, he said, is the blood of the earth and it is infinite. Yep. 
all elite families, guess what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, hi, look at the fucking Middle East. Yes. What we think as like wealthy and rich here in the United States, it's ridiculous compared to like what wealth is like in the Middle East. They all own oil and they want us to be on their grid that they control so that they can say, oh, Lauren did a podcast with a guy named Lucas and well, we're already tracking Lucas and he says things that we don't like. shut down apartment whatever and even like in california here right like i think it's by 2025 maybe or even or whatever where it's like oh all vehicles need to be like shifting to electric by i don't even know what the exact law is and stuff like that but like california actually passed a law that's going to require people to have electric vehicles by a certain point right however during the summer here in los angeles i've lived here for about seven years Every fucking summer, we have to have rolling blackouts and be told by the city and the county and the state and stuff that we have to like conserve electricity or like, hey, I know it's a hundred degrees out and stuff like that, but don't run your AC today because like flex the grid, like give it a break. It's like, wait, but you are saying that there's enough capacity for us all to drive electric vehicles, yet- we can't even manage ourselves in the summer, right? right? Like you can't even handle the power that we need to stay cool in the summer. But you're now saying we all have to add electric vehicles to this too. Are you kidding? But it's such a control thing. It's like, oh, well, you know what? These people, you guys can charge on these days and you guys can drive on these days and you get to use electricity on these days. This is where I guess I want to leave it is that there's these two sides playing out a, a very i want to say dangerous it is to some but a very serious game and it yeah. is a game to them this is why freemasons wherever you go like if you go to a restaurant or you go to someone's house and they have the black and white tiles because that's the chessboard or the checkerboard and they mm. want us to play checkers on the same board that they're playing chess mm. and they tell us they have to show us, by the way, the law of free will, because they understand the law of free will. Yeah. And they cannot cross someone's will. So they'll say, I told them they just didn't want to listen. They wanted yeah. to look at the propaganda or the shiny thing versus like actually take yeah. sovereign conscious thought, like what is actually going on here? Yeah, we showed um, them the movie of exactly what's happening. Yeah. So there we go. We let them know, but they yeah. think it's a movie. So they think it's fake. Exactly right. So we are in this time right now where the entire universe is framework is existing in love like oxygen we can breathe we don't think of it because oxygen sustains our life and our lungs so does love Mm -hmm. love sustains oxygen so this whole fabric of society and this world and the realm and densities and frequencies and vibrations is based in love and think how hard this dark consciousness has to work to keep us from forgetting because the minute we remember we like wake up we're like what The minute we remember our divinity, the minute we remember our humanity is when the game changes. And this is what you've heard many people say, the great awakening, the great awakening to what? The great awakening to our divine birthright as human beings walking in light, which God is light and walking in love, which God is love and bringing forth that light and that love through what we speak to every one and every thing. And this is why numbers matter. And this is why our words matter. 
because they're one and the same. We are actually, every time we speak, it's a numeric code. I have the alpha code on my wall right here. So I can see, oh, 26 is Z, 25 is Y. So I'm always like, I'm literally looking at this stuff like, oh, that's fascinating what they're saying. You can type in Gematria. There's websites. You can plug in what your name is and get the numeric code and like all the other associated words that are tied to that. But this is something that's really important. When we are speaking, we are using word or letter. When we're speaking, we're using numbers. We just don't see the matrix numbers flying out of our mouths, but there Mm -hmm. are numbers and we think they're just letters and sounds, but that's everything. So if they can get humans to speak their numeric codes, then guess what gets manifested in the realm? But when humanity can speak the right way, that brings back high frequency, love, beauty, like people feel, you know, I like being, people like being around you. People like being around me because we make people feel better. It's like, oh man, I feel their presence. Yeah, because we have love and light inside of us and we are springing that forth and, and everyone's awakening to this. So be encouraged. That's what I want to leave everyone with. This is an incredible time. If the fiat dollar crashes and the central banks crash and there might be a pause, but it's only to get the last vestige of people that are un, yet unwilling to like, okay, I don't really want to look, look. And once they look, then no one can say, oh, I didn't know. Everyone will be able to see. And there is something so beautiful coming. So beautiful. I haven't heard this guy say, you know, God's economy is a pay it forward economy. He's like, yeah, there's uber wealthy in God's economy. Yeah, there's people that don't have as much, but in a pay it forward economy, can you imagine having $200,000 of just free cash and going to the grocery store, going to Costco and telling Costco, Costco, for the next two days, everything's on me. Don't tell anyone. I don't want anyone to know, but everything is on me. Yeah. My one request is you tell the person that gets something, they have to pay it forward to someone else and they go somewhere. I mean, that is human. That is so beautiful. It is coming. I really do believe that this awakening of the love inside of our hearts. Remember the earth is an anagram for heart. The earth awakening within us is going to blow this whole thing open and it's going to be beautiful. And with that, sis, I love you. I know I talked a lot. No, that's, it's fascinating. This stuff is so cool. (laughs) It is so cool. I love it. Be encouraged. Don't feel down and don't latch on to sides. I think that's the most important thing to, to know is just be detached from everything and just know that there's a game being played and we don't have to play it. We don't have to play it. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I love that. I feel like that's the perfect place to to end it this was so fascinating i love it thank you so much for sharing all of that like as always like your brain and wisdom and stuff like i love like seeing it in action <laughs> it's so cool it's so cool so yeah so y'all like lucas once again like where can everybody find you and connect with you oh come to my website i just launched a new website today oh yeah. Two men's retreats this year if you know a guy that needs healing needs to break out of the matrix and needs to find the love that they've been looking for at uh, Men's Retreat, May 25th through 29th at this incredible lodge in Dallas. And then later in October, but yeah, go to my website, lucasmack.com and let's hang out. Thank you, sis. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you too. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. 
So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.